Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number two at Drive Time Sports. Rick Schaefer standing by Northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from Central Arkansas. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. There's the button. There's the magic button. There he is. There, there he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Pittman met with the uh, media today by way of teleconference, and I guess, as uh, Kyle stated in his email, I guess for the time being, this this will be the way that you interact uh, with the coaches mm-hmm. there at the University of Arkansas. But uh, I didn't realize until I read your article today that uh, there were so many Arkansas players who had either had surgery or dealing with injuries and so forth and so on. Yeah, there's uh, there's been a few guys that have that have come off surgery. It seems like a lot, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. But none of them were issues. I don't think that we're going to keep them, you know, out of fall camp, uh, but may have limited them a little bit in spring drills. Um, you know, obviously we know Noah Gatlin was coming off an ACL. He he would have been limited in the spring, but they expect him to be fully back. Dorian Gerald's been cleared all the way to go. Uh, Bumper Pool had back surgery. We know that he has been dealing with some stuff, uh, but they expect him back when season starts. Uh, Hayden Henry had a shoulder. Dalton Wagner had a shoulder, and Ty Clary had a shoulder. All labrum tears, uh, but they were progressing well. Uh, Wagner had been doing modified weights uh, in the running conditioning. Clary had been doing walkthroughs, uh, but all three uh, were expected to come back in the fall. Um, let's see, who else am I missing? I guess uh, Felipe Franks, Pittman said if he's not 100% back, he's probably about 95% back, but they didn't expect to limit him at all uh, during camp, or excuse me, during spring drills. And uh, yeah, KJ Jefferson also had shoulder surgery, but they expected him to be back good to go. So. That's, I think that's pretty much everybody. <laughs> it's a pretty good laundry list when you start yeah. thinking about it, uh, that many players being out. Do you know, Trey, exactly when, when Co- we were listening to Coach Pittman a few moments ago, uh, he said they did some walkthroughs and some other things. Uh, how much more have they allowed the coaches, all the coaches? Uh, I always thought and we knew that they relaxed it some, but only the strength and conditioning coach typically was the one that could work with them. Do you know how much more freedom they've got now as coaches to interact with their players? 
No, that would have been a good question to ask. I can't remember what the exact they again they changed it up a few years ago, but they definitely have opened it up. It's not just like free access to the players, but it's so much so much time a week or something and I can't remember exactly how that is. Now they were able to to do some work with them, you know, during off season stuff, but right now, you know, basically they can give them a handout and stuff. They can't like you know, necessarily like go over stuff, you know, but they they say the most important thing for to them right now in terms of working with the players is to make sure that they're, you know, continuing on eating the way they're supposed to as much as possible and uh, making sure that their academics are on, on a par because, I mean, you lose a lot of academic support when, you know, you have to clear out a campus, but those guys, you know, are, are used to, you know, having people because they've got, you know, things that interfere with practice and stuff like that. And then, you know, of course, in the season games. But, you know, used to having some tutors along um, and academic advisors and people, uh, counselors and stuff, people to help them, you know, along and, 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 and guide through the academic side of things. So they have to make sure that they stay on top of that, make sure uh, that the guys are eating well. And as Sam mentioned, also recruiting, those are, you know, the areas that they've got to take care of right now, making sure players are taking care of their bodies, making sure they graduate, and making sure they're adding new players who can help them in the future. Did I learn a new term today, another way of, uh, I think a Skype, but I I thought Sam said Zoom. Is that Zoom. another way to Zoom? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Zoom Absolutely. meeting, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's, I mean, it's in a way, it's like FaceTime, I guess, where you can, right. you know, FaceTime with multiple people. But uh, I've used Zoom these last five days, probably like four different times, uh, you know, conference call at 24-7 sports, got on a couple of times with my family, and uh, and once with my daughter's uh, class, they put together a, a Zoom meeting for all the kids to, to talk to each other again. So it's a, yeah, it's a pretty handle. There's other things. Google Hangouts is another one, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just a way to get a lot of people in front of a computer, uh, in front of a uh, webcam or something like that. And, and uh yeah, have a meeting or, or just have a discussion. Man, I thought I was ahead of the curve by knowing how to use FaceTime. Now you're not telling me you, about this. Not if you, you know don't know Zoom. Zoom. You're not ahead of the curve if you don't know Zoom, Randy. Come on. Now. Right. But if you can use FaceTime, you can use Zoom. That's correct. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I'm just I'm just saying I, I thought I was kind of hmm, catching up with the times, but I guess not. All right, let's talk with uh, Bill. Bill, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Yes, sir. Uh, according to 24-7 sports, there are two four-star offensive linemen, offensive tackles in Central Arkansas. Can you speak about those two guys? Uh, 2022 class. Yeah, let me bring those guys up. One of them is Harris. Marion Harris, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the last one is Chambly out of Maumelle. I know we've got an article on it here. I want to bring it up because he is a big just man. had an article. He's currently ranked number one in the class. And he was offered by the previous staff and re-offered by um, by by Pittman's staff. Marion Harris is uh, the son of uh, Elliot Harris, who's a former Razorback. His brother, his older brother, is a pretty good player too. I can't remember where his older brother ended up going, but uh, his older brother is a is a pretty good player too. But uh, Marion is like you know six five as a ninth grader, three hundred pounds. You know, uh, Alabama had already offered him as well. Uh, Andrew Chambly is, goes 6'6", 284 is what we're listening at right now. But both of those guys are four-star prospect. Right now, Chambly is the number one ranked uh, prospect in the state of Arkansas for the class of 2022. He has Mississippi State, Kansas, 
uh, Oklahoma State, Missouri, Tennessee, Virginia Tech, TCU, and Arkansas, of course. A few of the offers. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this, for some reason, sticks out. Either it was Purdue or Illinois. I may be wrong on that, but that just kind of sticks in my mind. Uh, for our, from our Keith Lee Service Company live fan feedback, James says, heard Pittman mention staff has moved Blaine told to tie it in. Asked mm-hmm. Trey if Blaine was getting heavily coveted by colleges in his recruitment specifically as a tight end, or was he playing defense, a huge preference for him deciding to attend the U of A? Yeah, so we actually reported that, mm, when did we report that? Probably in January, I guess, maybe February. Uh, I think February. Uh, it was after Justin Stepp, or excuse me, not Justin Stepp, but uh, John Cooper went to dinner with all of his tight ends, and lo and behold, there's Blaine Toll eating with the tight end. So we knew that he had been moved positions just based on that. As far as recruiting, he was listed as an athlete. Uh, I think most schools were after him as defensive end, but mainly just like, let's get this guy on campus and then we'll figure out what to do with him. I personally liked him best at defensive end. I felt like as far as getting on the field early, that was probably his best chance. He played some tight end in high school, but from what I'd seen out of him, I thought defensive end was a better fit for him just because when he came up here for camp, and again, that's, you know, just how you're used and, you know, what you're used to playing. Obviously, he played a lot of quarterback and all that stuff. But, you know, like, uh, you know, learning the blocking stuff and, and, and all that stuff, just seeing him next to the other tight ends, he was definitely behind them. What Blaine does have is he looks like a junior in college right now physically. You know, he, he comes off the ball well. Uh, I think the main thing of it is when you look at what Arkansas has on the defensive line, they're in better shape than they are at tight end. They The numbers just aren't very good at tight end. You look at defensive line, they've got, you know, Zach Williams, Matteo Soli, Eric Gregory, you know, all those three guys coming back from last year. Uh, you've got Julius Coates joining the mix and, um, you know, Dorian Gerald coming back from last year. So you're in a lot better shape at defensive end. And the way the coaches looked at it just overall in general on the defensive line is if they got Xavier Kelly – then they had decided that they would put Blaine Cole at tight end. If they didn't get Xavier Kelly, then then Blaine Toll was going to remain, remain on the defensive side of the ball. So they got Xavier Kelly, and um, they went ahead and decided to move Blaine, and it seems like he's perfectly fine with it. Let's talk to Hound Dog. Hound Dog, you got a question or comment for Trey? Yes, sir. Trey, you What's are up, very, brother? very good at what you do, sir. Well, thank you. And the information that we hear from you is absolutely good. Well, that's good because I don't have many other discernible skills. <laughs> well, <laughs> sir, <laughs> you do know all the beef recruits and all the athletes we got. If you don't have speed, you ain't going to win in SEC. Mm-hmm. And what I want to know, if you can help me out and think about it, is uh, – Defensive back and linebacker. We we talked about the defensive line. I've heard that, but I yes, I have heard you say things about the uh, defensive backfield. But buddy, mm-hmm. gotta have some Steve Atwaters in order to win. You know. All right, Hound Dog. We'll get Trey to respond. Thank you, Hound Dog. 
So is he asking about speed in particular in the yes. secondary yeah. yes. and such? Yes. Yes. So I've put out a projected depth chart for the spring that obviously never happened. Uh, but, you know, a guy like Jalen Catalan, you know, I mean, Chad Morris called him one of the five best high school players he's ever seen. From what I told, was told from people on the inside in practice is that he made a play like every single day in practice. Uh, I think there's a little bit of misinformation on Jalen because he didn't play in the last game, maybe the last couple of games, actually. Uh, he didn't hurt his shoulder in the last game he played. He had already hurt his shoulder. He could have continued playing on throughout the year, but they didn't want to burn his red shirt. And it's kind of a shame because they used him for like two kneel downs against Ole Miss. I mean, he, he was in the games that he played in, all except for one, uh, just not used a whole lot. So that was kind of disappointing the way he was used last year. Uh, but him, you know, and depending on whether he plays strong safety or nickelback or whatever, we don't know. But Sam Pittman did mention him at least two different times on two different occasions today, you know, when he's talking about leadership and, you know, players standing out. Uh, so Jalen Catalan, Joe Fouché will be back next year. We've heard some good things about Miles Slusher also, who was, I guess, Miles is the top rated recruit in this class, at least the top rated defensive recruit in this class. Um, you know, Miles Mason's another guy who's provided some solid minutes of him, for him. So those are the main guys, I would say, at safety. And then Monteric Brown, you know, Monteric, depending on how things sh- shake out, say they decide they want to put Jalen Catalan at, at safety. Maybe Monteric Brown moves back, to, or shoot a Jalen Catalan at nickel. Maybe Jalen Catalan, excuse me, say they want to move Jalen Catalan to nickel back. Maybe Monteric Brown, they look at their situation at cornerback and say, well, he was a safety. He could play safety again. But I really like Monteric where he is. I think he's a good tackling cornerback. Uh, you know, he might have slid off a little bit towards the end of the year. I think most guys did. But he started off really strong, I thought. I, I think that he has a chance to be Arkansas's best D-back next year. Uh, and then you've got uh, Jarquez McClellan, who I think will be pushed by Devin Bush. Um, let's see, who else we got coming in in the cornerback uh, room? Did you mention Ladarius Bishop? Well, yeah, Ladarius Bishop definitely can provide some depth and has got a lot of speed. And actually, they think he might be the the fastest offensive guy on the team, at least the last, or excuse me, defensive guy on the team, at least the last staff said that. Nick Turner, who's coming in in this class now, he's a safety, and everybody knows how I feel about freshman safeties, just don't trust them. But as far as upside and speed, he is a real, real burner at safety. Um, who else they got coming in? Uh, Kari Johnson, who a lot of teams came in on late. Jerry Jacobs, I think. Is that all? Is Jerry Jacobs, who's coming out of uh, who's coming out of Arkansas State. He's not on, or he is on campus, isn't he? Uh, so he's on campus. Is he on campus, Randy? I don't. I believe think he so. is. Yes, Jerry. Je- is he? Okay. I think he is on campus. I think he is. Heck, I can't remember. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Maybe he's not. Yeah, for some reason I'm drawing a blank on it. But regardless, he's a guy that could play any number of positions, whether it's cornerback, safety, nickel. They could put him at a lot of different places, and he's played a lot of different places in his career. So, you know, that's another addition coming in in this class. So I think that I will say this about what Pittman said today, and we had him on for about 50 minutes. So we we talked to him for a while. But both times – that I can remember him bringing up cornerbacks, he was very, or excuse me, secondary in general, he was very complimentary of the whole group, um, you know, and, and not necessarily, 
you know, just kind of gushing about every group. But secondary, you could definitely tell he had some excitement about the direction they were headed. Let's talk with Bill. Bill, good oh, afternoon. I didn't, hey, I didn't even mention it. I'm sorry. I've got to men- well, I've got to mention Greg Brooks Jr. also in that mix, who has been playing Nickelback. Who I think Greg Brooks, I think that he, based on what I saw last year, I think he might be better suited for cornerback than nickel, just because it's such a tough position. You got to be quick enough to p- cover slot receivers. You got to be stout enough to take on blockers and and play run support. It's just a, a very instinctive position, and so much of what that position does determines what the quarterback will do in the RPO game also. But who knows? He might add a, a good bit of weight and uh, and be a little stouter. But I, I think he can cover. And so, you know, I think cornerback is definitely a good spot for him. And then maybe nickel is. Just don't put him back in goal line. No. No, don't do that. <laughs> I don't think you remember that situation. I can't remember who yes. it was against. But I'm thinking, what are they doing with that poor young Man, trying to put him down in the box, no less. Uh, let's talk yeah. to Bill. Bill, you have a question or comment for Trey? Yes, sir. Uh, one comment about uh, – it's a super, but I got a comment and a question. Uh, comment is, with a Razorback basketball ending abruptly uh, in the SEC, mm-hmm. I think it's a plus because they didn't go and lose the next game. They didn't get devastated in the tournament. They didn't get shut out for the uh, – NCAA tournament, so I think it's a plus for recruiting because they look at it and there's no definitive way they finished, and they I think they ended on a high note. But with football, I just wanted to ask you, Trey, um, is the college portal uh, looking good for the Razorbacks maybe to get some more uh, big defensive and offensive linemen? And two, um, is the new coach able to talk to the players about his um, – new regimen of offense and defense and uh, at least uh, even though they might not be able to practice can he run a plays in the offense and defense no. with players maybe ahead of time to show them what he's looking at or what he's i looking. mean they, they were able to do a little bit of stuff in the off season thank you bill but not, thank you sir not right now i mean they're pretty much just limited to handouts and on stuff. I mean, they can't like go over stuff with them. They're they're not. Wor- There's only 21 football players who are in Fayetteville right now. Everybody else is headed home, and the rest of them will be heading home uh, soon. Also, um, what else? He asked a couple of questions uh, on. I would disagree on basketball. Offensive, Obviously, you want the opportunity to continue on. Oh, yeah. Uh, you want you want the opportunity in basketball to continue on. I think you know, and I, I think they felt good about their their chances. Uh, as far as the transfer portal, they are done with the transfer portal as far as I can see. They they have, including transfers, five, and uh, incoming recruits and pl- players that have enrolled already, that puts them at 25. From what I was told, they don't have any that they can count back. So there's no more additions that are coming. And, they've, I mean, they've done a pretty good job addressing. I mean, yeah, you would have liked to have had – a tight end everybody has something that they're like man we're just a little thin there you know that's just the world we live in but i mean they got a, a an established cornerback and jerry jacobs a guy that's familiar with one of the coaches on staff and ryan rhodes levi draper is a very well regarded linebacker who's playing against some pretty solid players at oklahoma so maybe he can come in and provide some depth and xavier kelly kind of in the same role very highly regarded recruit playing behind some really good players uh, ahead of him at Clemson. A.J. Reed's the starting kicker at Duke and coming to Arkansas. And then Felipe Franks, who has 
a lot of starting experience in the SEC and was really off to a really good start last year before he got injured and Kyle Trask came in and took over. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's I mean, if there was a tight end in that group, that you'd say, man, that's a grand slam home run as far as transfer. Now, are any of these guys superstars that are going to take them to the next level? No. Are they guys that can improve the roster and help Arkansas compete better next year? Absolutely, I think. Let's talk with uh, GW. GW, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? I actually have a comment and a question. Uh, you're talking about transfer portal. I saw that uh, a 7 3 guy, Must, was trying to uh, get the transfer to Arkansas. We already have a guy sitting on the bench at 7 3. And, yeah, uh, that's that's what you would call a twin tower situation if you're able whoa. to get him. Yeah, yeah. so that's uh, well, he's a, Matthias Markison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's out of he's originally out of Sweden. Yeah, from Sweden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, seven three, two hundred sixty one pound uh, center. So you have two seven three yeah, guys out of Loyola, Loyola Marymount. That's it, Loyola Marymount. I couldn't remember. Uh, mm-hmm. And the one comment I was going to make was on a. Uh, Andrew Shambly, I go to church yes. with him, and he is ever good oh, yeah. six eight, almost six nine, because he has to duck coming in the sanctuary, and those uh, openings are six foot eight inches. Oh, is that right? <laughs> I'm serious. He nice observation. <laughs> oh he, no, he has to duck to come in, and I'm thinking, my gosh, man, he's just a young guy too. His little brothers mm-hmm. uh, growing like that too. They're going, they're, mm-hmm. His brother's going to be as good as he is. So, anyway, have a good day. Thank you. We'll yeah, be looking out. GW. Matthias Marcuson averaged uh, 10.9, 10.2 points and uh, brought down 6.3 rebounds a game, 29 blocks also. Have a great weekend, Trey. We'll talk with you on Monday. That's straight okay. video of HogSports. Stay safe, guys. Being brought to you by Asher Record Service. For peace of mind, share with us a piece of your heart. Call 433-1037 in the Little Rock area or 1-800-477-1037 anywhere else. This is Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. I'm sorry I didn't get to some of the questions on our Keith Lee Service Company live in feedback for Trey. So we'll take a shot at him. How about that? Uh, from our Keith Lee Service Company Live Fin Feedback, Ghost of Razorback Tom. Who's the quarterback? First game of the season. Would you probably want to put money on Felipe Franks, Rick? Uh, I wouldn't put money on anything, but I would guess Felipe Franks, yes. Uh, simply because he's a senior, he's a transfer, he's had success at Florida. Uh, I would guess all of those things make him the most logical guy to start the first game. Now, K.J. Jefferson can beat him out, that's fine. That'd, that'd be great. But while we're all high on K.J. Jefferson because he's the guy that hardly played last year when everybody expected him to, and then his first series as a Razorback, he comes in and runs for a touchdown right off the bat. Um, or through, Yeah, he ran for one, didn't he, or throw for one, whatever it was. He ran for it. Yeah, big ran, gainer. Ran, ran for it, big gainer, yeah. So, um, you know, everybody's high on him. Against LSU, it, he was okay, not great. Um, Felipe Franks has done some really good things against some really good SEC teams. So if he has a great year, it gives Jefferson 
a chance to have a good year as a backup. And uh, so, yes, I would expect Franks to start the first game. But I, I don't bet money on anything. You know, it's so ironic that after, you know, you always love to see, particularly quarterbacks, come in at uh, semester, uh, forego that final semester as a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. That way they can go through spring drills. Isn't yep. that ironic? These kids may not get to go through spring drills. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. That that That's what are they you know I just, I'm almost stuttering because I, I don't even know what the um, the solution for this is but if you if you think that Arkansas's football program will not get any practices until early August you'd have to say that is a major handicap everybody else has practiced at least, well I don't know if everybody's practiced a little but I think they have I think Arkansas was the last school to start in the SEC so even if somebody got a weekend they got a weekend I don't think anybody had their spring game yet but there were some that were close to it it's a major disadvantage if they don't get to practice some and, and I don't know what the solution is yeah I, I don't think they're going to put them in pads in May or June so as we talked about yesterday maybe they give them 10 days of instruction or where they can run plays uh they can practice without pads uh, i i don't know what they do and you know uh, also sam brought up today the question about camps all the summer camps where you bring prospects in or some of them where you just bring young guys in that want to uh, improve as football players what about those are they out are they just in limbo we don't know he said, what, 21 remains on campus, and he expects yeah. all of those to be gone yeah. by next week. Yeah. I mean, there are just so many questions you think about, okay, could they do it in May? Well, guess what? Today, the University of Arkansas announced no graduations in May. They will look at June 1st or later. Uh, Springdale Public Schools, I'm sure just as Fayetteville, Bentonville, and Rogers, who have used Bud Walton Arena, for their high school graduations, we're told that Bud Walton will not be available for for high school graduations this year, and that's everybody's already, everybody's already planned to go there. So uh, we haven't had any meetings yet to figure out what we're going to do or what Springdale will do, and I'm sure Bentonville, Fayetteville, and uh, Rogers are in the same boat, and anybody else that has used Bud Walton Arena. But that's a that's a staggering announcement that those who are supposed to graduate at the U of A, it's going to be at least three weeks later, and maybe longer. So what does that mean for football practice? If they've delayed graduation till at least June 1st, you doubt that they're going to be practicing football on April the 20th. Well, you brought up an, another point, uh, maybe you did, or indirectly, that is, but um, Sam made the point also. You can't just expect these kids to step out there from a conditioning standpoint, right. I mean, yeah. you're going to have to start all over again. And, and yes, like we talk about Major League Baseball and NBA and all these other sports, once they start resuming, uh, you can't just automatically say, okay, we got a game tomorrow night and uh, get ready to go. You can't do that. I mean, it's even as, as the NCAA has instituted that policy, I know, for August, and I'm sure that same kind of policy was apply, applicable uh, for spring ball, we tend to forget about it. You start off in shorts, then you go from shorts to helmet, then helmet to shoulder pads, then you finally get to, into the complete gear and uh, full pads. But, again, 
there's been no conditioning per se. Not, I know he, Sam said, well, yeah, these kids will tell us they're working out. Well, uh, where? <laughs> yeah. Because right. every school the gyms is shut closed. down. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Every gym is gym. shut down. Yeah. Planet Fitness know. or one of the other ones, 10. All of, all of them. You know, they're, yeah, they're just they're all, all shut. Yeah. Now, you can run. You're not restricted yeah. there. You can run. But you're talking about lifting weights. And some of the guys, some of the athletes may have some small weights at home or anything, but I can't imagine they're in a place where they can bench press 300 pounds at home. Not, no. Not many guys, how many guys have that kind of equipment? And what about the, the nutrition that they're getting? Are they eating? Yeah. Uh, the right foods uh, yes. now at their home, or yeah. uh, we just uh, talked earlier hour. this week that mom doesn't usually cook the right kind of food sometimes. No, but it sure does taste good. Give me an extra scoop of that mashed potatoes. <laughs> More biscuits. More <laughs> biscuits. <laughs> I guess for you know, for an offensive lineman, oh my maybe gosh. even a defensive lineman. Yeah. Uh, that might be good for them, though. Just keep piling on their plate, but uh, yeah. the other guys might not be quite that way. Yeah. All right. Um, from our Keith Lee Service Company live fan feedback, uh, John wanted to know any word on Wallace. I didn't know there was a word on Wallace. Uh, Coach, he said, how many quarterbacks are we targeting for 2021? I'm guessing just one. Mm-hmm. And they may have a lot of targets more than one, but I think they'll only probably bring in one quarterback. Uh, Jack Lindsey will be gone after this next season. Uh, K.J. Jefferson will be, uh, still be a redshirt freshman. John Stephen Jones, will he be a redshirt sophomore? Uh, Malik Hornsby yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, will be a true freshman. And then Felipe Franks is a senior. So probably just have one. That would be my guess. That's what I would guess. That uh, they will target, obviously, a bunch because you don't always get the guy that you want. But I'm expecting – well, I don't know what to expect anymore. Start to say I'm expecting one to commit, you know, soon. Usually, typically, by the end of May, you'll get your quarterback commitment so he can start helping – uh, with recruiting other players, but um, with this indefinite freeze on recruiting, not sure when that may happen now. Uh, let's talk to uh, Redbone. Redbone, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. I got a question. Um, I'm not trying to belittle this coronavirus issue, but um, anytime you have someone die from an illness, it's, it's pretty serious. That's right. But why wasn't this 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 kind of issue going on with the flu? When the flu, you know, you can even take a vaccine that still does not work. So why is this such the big output of this shutting down everything when the flu has done a lot more damage than this? And as far as the players being, you know, there's there's I remember there's times well such and such didn't play because he has the flu. He's down this week. Yeah, and, and nothing, nothing shut down. So I just wonder why this big, why is it such? I'm not going to say exaggerated, but because you have to be careful with the situation. But uh, why is it blown out like this? And being that we might miss so much practice, so much of everything, 
do you see come playing time more injuries because they're not in shape? And do you is there other schools around the SEC that you know maybe they're not shut down, or is this is this just a state thing, or is there other schools that are they ahead of us or anything like that? And I'm gonna hang up and let you uh, talk because I'm in traffic. All the SEC, all the SEC schools are shut down athletically until April 20th at the earliest. No practice, no meetings, no nothing. Some of the SEC schools had already started spring practice, but I don't think anybody had finished, and nobody's practicing right now. So you go back to the point, okay, April 20th. Today's March 20th. That's a month. So even mm-hmm. if you just as Randy was just making the points about. Okay, you come back on April 20th. Okay, everybody can practice now. Really? And people are not in the condition that you need to be in. You might be more vulnerable to injuries. That might, that could be. As far as the virus is concerned, I'm one of those that, same thing. I still look at the statistics and say it doesn't compare to some things in the past. The difference between this and the regular flu is, the regular flu, there are some treatments. With this, we don't have one yet. And, and that's why it's a little bit more dangerous. All right, Drive Time Sports will continue after this timeout. You've got Drive Time Sports locked in on the Buzz Radio Network. Here is Randy Rainwater. All right, uh, let's get right back to work, and let's talk with Bill. Bill, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Good afternoon, sir. Appreciate you taking my call. I've I've got a question. The, uh, in the Vanderbilt game when Jones fouled out, mm-hmm. how how did they uh, – what what was the foul they called on him? And I'll hang up and listen, and I, y'all have a good day. Thank they you, call, they call him, Yeah, they call him for pushing off on a rebound, and the replay showed he didn't touch the guy. Uh, they mm-hmm. called Isaiah Joe for a foul one second before that. Isaiah Joe was called for the foul that put Vanderbilt at the foul line. And if you look at that foul – it's pretty hard to see one. And then, uh-huh. then they get Jones. So they're, Arkansas had a good lead, and that's it's nice that they did. But there's two of the best players in the SEC. Arkansas has two leading scorers foul out on phantom calls. And, and you know, I know that an official should not protect a player just because he's a certain player. But I can remember great, great player after great player. Hey, Shaquille O'Neal was not going to foul out of a game. He might have eight fouls, but they were not going to foul him out of a game because he was the premier player in the SEC at that time. And and we can go all the way through it. Kentucky's had players. There have been others that are just special, unique players that are not going to foul out of games. And I'm not saying Mason Jones deserves a, a special treatment, but fouling him out on plays like that, it just, uh, you know, come on, the guy is – People pay pay money to go see these great players play, and then you foul them out on a play like that. Now, you know, we can talk all season, all summer about that because there's no more games. And Arkansas did end on a victory. But like the caller, I'm sure wondering. The officials have a lot of time to look at the film now. I'm sure wondering how in the world they could justify that. Am I am I out mm-hmm. of bounds there? No, no. And And really when you look at the entire body of work, this past season, I, I don't think it was a, a banner year for officiating, period. And, yeah. and you could watch other games that you would scratch your head and you could hear the doubt in the minds of the broadcasters like, I didn't, 
quite didn't understand that particular call. Mm-hmm. But that's the nature of the game. Uh, let's talk with uh, Sergeant Johnson. Sergeant Johnson, good afternoon, sir. How's it going, guys? Very good, sir. Thank you. Hey, uh, first thing, first thing, I just want to thank God that you guys are safe. Uh, if you listen to the radio, uh, stay sanitized, stay prayed up, and uh, stay human. Don't lose who you are because of this issue. Oh, absolutely. But uh, yeah. the guy who called two calls ago, I'm not much of a uh, science guy, but I do know the scariest thing about, one of the scariest things about this epidemic is, we're looking at the baby form of it, and it is taking people out. We don't want it to become an adult, and we don't want it to mature. That's the scary thing about it. We're looking at a baby, a yeah. baby virus, and it is literally wiping people off the planet. So that's a, uh, and we have to understand that it's cool to continue to be the normal you, live your life how you live it, but take precaution. This thing is no joke, and the lighter you take it, the heavier it will be. Well, I'll tell you what happened today in the state of New York. Their governor, has Kumo, has ordered a lockdown. He mm-hmm. shut down non-essential businesses, uh, leaving just grocery stores, pharmacies, and other essential operations open. He banned no outside uh, non-solitary uh, outside activity like outdoor basketball games and other team sports. He's require all non-essential governments and private sector employees to work from home. Laundromats, gas stations be allowed to remain open, as will liquor stores, restaurants for takeout and delivery service. Uh, he said they will continue to run the city subways and buses and the uh, railroads, doctor's offices, veterinarians can remain open as well. Isn't it great that the liquor stores are open? Isn't that wonderful that they did that? You know, nobody can go to work, but the liquor stores are open. Isn't that great? Okay. Oh, that's my, my soapbox. Thank you. Sorry. It's a wise move because uh, even though I'm not a big fan of too much government, however, sometimes the people of America and the people of the world need to be protected from themselves. Sometimes. Oh. Sergeant Johnson. I mean, this, this is the... Uh, New York City, uh, they have over 7,100 cases across the state. And in New York City alone, 10 o'clock this morning, they had 5,100 cases. And the death toll had jumped to 35. One family has lost three family members. One family alone has lost three family members to the coronavirus. And that, that's one too many. And uh. I want to I want to leave by saying this. Uh, I want to uh, give a shout out to my, my hometown, Pine Bluff. I hope everybody's safe. I'm praying for everybody out there, even though I live in Little Rug now. And also, um, we tend to look at situations like this as uh, as an end of times deal. But take a different perspective. This may be something God is preparing you for for something further down the line that may be much worse. So we have to get an immediate to happen. And we just have to understand that we don't understand why things happen, but we have to continue to live well, live good, and live with the proper morals that we were intended to. We'll go for that. Thank you, Sergeant Johnson. You too, buddy. 
All right, from our Keith Lee Service Company live-in feedback, Middle Trap says, excuses are like bottom holes. They all stink. So I hear DT Sports saying up UA football for the future excuse of we uh, of <laughs> 2 and minute. 10 because of the worldwide. That's right. And I'm okay. sure you're, I'm sure whoever wrote that is out there at 100% doing what they are. Now, if, if a person's a policeman or a fireman, I'll take it back. But could, this isn't an excuse. We're explaining what's going on. Why is it? Then when you try and be rational about the circumstances that some people call that an excuse, they ain't even played a game yet. But that's okay. I mean, certainly people have their prerogatives. I, I can remember, uh, I mean, again, when it goes through the school shutdown, uh, the, uh, when Governor Hutchinson announced that schools would be in session this Monday, he did that last Friday, I'm sure he was inundated with negative response. And yet at that time, that was probably the best course of action. Two days later, he changed his course of action. I'm, I'm wondering. I'm sure there was somebody that didn't like that either. So, but that's, those aren't excuses. It's just that's what we're living in right now. Are you going to be mad because all the restaurants are closed? Gee, what's their excuse, right? Well, because they were told to be closed. And you can't practice football. But we did point out that everybody in the SEC is in the same boat right now, not just Arkansas. Okay. I think we'll take a break here. That's right. Come back for more. Hour number three, straight ahead. <laughs> 